Hello, sweet one. Here's something to know about me. I love spicy things, and I hope you do too. And if you do, you know that adding a little spice in your life will always make you happy. And now, scientists say they know the reason why. It's because when we eat spicy foods, it sends messages to our brain that are similar to pain signals causing our brain to trigger the release of endorphins. You know, when I heard that, it explains to me why when I am down, I usually turn to spicy tacos or hot oil and chili pepper pizza or something else in the spicy nature. And if you are one who can handle spicy foods, you know exactly what I mean. But sweet one, if you don't, don't worry. I can make you happy in other ways with a great story. And the story goes out to you, my sweet one, and to Mario, who requested it. It's called The Girl Without Hands. A certain miller had little by little fallen into poverty, and he had nothing but his mill and a large apple tree behind it. Once he had gone into the forest to fetch wood, an old man stepped up to him, for whom he had never seen before. And he said, Why do you plague yourself with cutting wood? I will make you rich, if you will promise me what is standing behind your mill. What can that be but my apple tree, thought the miller, and said, Yes, and gave a written promise to the stranger. He, however, laughed mockingly and said, When three years have passed, I will come and carry away what belongs to me. And then he went. When the miller got home, his wife came to meet him and said, Tell me, miller, from whence comes this sudden wealth into our house? All at once, every box and chest was filled. No one had brought it in, and I know not how it happened. He answered, It comes from a stranger who met me in the forest and promised me great treasure. I, in return, had promised him what stands behind the mill. We can very well give him the big apple tree for it. Oh, husband, said the terrified wife, that must have been the devil. He did not mean the apple tree, but our daughter, who was standing behind the mill sweeping the yard. The miller's daughter was a beautiful, pious girl and lived through the three years in the fear of God and without sin. When, therefore, the time was over and the day came when the evil one was to fetch her, she washed herself clean and she made a circle around herself with chalk. The devil appeared quite early, but he could not come near her. Angrily, he said to the miller, Take all water away from her, that she may no longer be able to wash herself, for otherwise I have no power over her. The miller was afraid and did so. And the next morning the devil came again, but she had wept on her hands, and they were quite clean. Again he could not get near her, and furiously said to the miller, Cut her hands off, or else I have no power over her.
The miller was shocked and answered, How could I cut off my own child's hands? Then the evil one threatened him and said, If you do not do it, then you are mine, and I will take you yourself. The father became alarmed and promised to obey him. So he went to the girl and said, My child, if I do not cut off both of your hands, the devil will carry me away. And in my terror, I had promised to do it. Help me in my need and forgive me the harm I will do you. She replied, Dear father, do with me what you will, for I am your child. Thereupon he laid down both of her hands and let them be cut off. And then the devil came for the third time, but she had wept so long and so much on the stumps that after all they were quite clean. Then he had to give in and had lost all right over her. The miller said to her, I have by means of you received such great wealth that I will keep you handsomely as long as you live. But she replied, Here I cannot stay. I will go forth. Compassionate people will give me as much as I require. Thereupon, she caused her maimed arms to be bound to her back, and by sunrise she set out on her way and walked the whole day until night fell. There she came to a royal garden, and by the shimmering of the moon, she saw that trees covered with beautiful fruits grew in it, but she could not enter it for it was surrounded by water. And as she had walked the whole day and had not eaten one mouthful and hunger tormented her, she thought, if I were but inside that I might eat of the fruit, else I must die of hunger. And then she knelt down and she called on God the Lord and she prayed. And suddenly an angel came toward her who made a dam in the water so that the moat became dry and she could walk through it. And she saw a tree covered with beautiful pears, but they were all counted. And then she went to them, and still to her hunger, she ate one with her mouth from the tree, but no more. The gardener was watching, but as the angel was standing by, he was afraid and thought the maiden was a spirit. And so he remained silent. Neither did he dare to cry out, nor speak. When she had eaten the pear, she was satisfied, and went to conceal herself among the bushes. The king, to whom the garden belonged, came down to it next morning and counted, and saw that one of the pears was missing, and he asked the gardener who had come to it, as it was not lying beneath the tree, but it was actually gone. The gardener answered, Last night a spirit came in who had no hands and ate off one of the pears with its mouth. The king said, How did the spirit get over the water and where did it go after it had eaten the pear? The gardener answered, Someone came in a snow-white garment from heaven who made a dam and kept back the water that the spirit might walk through the moat. And as it must have been an angel, I was afraid and asked no questions and did not cry out. When the spirit had eaten the pear, it went back again. 
The king said, If it be as you say, I will watch with you tonight. When it grew dark, the king came to the garden and brought a priest with him, who was to speak with the spirit. All three seated themselves beneath the tree and watched. And at midnight, the maiden came creeping out of the thicket and went to the tree and again ate one pear off it with her mouth. And beside her stood the angel in white garments. The priest went out to them and said, Do you come from heaven or do you come from earth? Are you a spirit or are you a human being? And she replied, I am no spirit, but an unhappy mortal deserted by all but God. The king said, If you are forsaken by all the world, yet will I not forsake you. He took her with him into the royal palace, and as she was so beautiful and good, he loved her with all of his heart, and had silver hands made for her, and took her for his wife. After a year, the king went on a long journey, and so he asked his young queen to take care of his mother and said, If she is brought to childbed, take care of her, nurse her well, and tell me of it at once in a letter. Then she gave birth to a fine boy, so the old mother made haste to write and announce the joyful news to him. But the messenger rested by a brook on the way, and as he was fatigued by the great distance, he fell asleep. Then came the devil, who was always seeking to injure the good queen, and exchanged the letter for another, in which was written that the queen had brought a monster into the world. When the king read the letter, he was shocked and much troubled, but he wrote in answer that they were to take great care of the queen and nurse her well until his arrival. The messenger went back with the letter, but rested at some place and fell asleep again. And then came the devil once more, and put a different letter in his pocket, and in it was written that they were to put the queen and her child to death. The old mother was terribly shocked when she received the letter and could not believe it. She wrote back again to the king, but received no answer, because each time the devil substituted a false letter, and in the last letter it was also written that he was to preserve the queen's tongue and eyes as a token that she had obeyed. But the old mother wept to think such innocent blood was to be shed, and had a hind brought by night, and cut out her tongue and eyes, and kept them. And then she said to the queen, I cannot have you killed as the king commands, but here you may stay no longer. Go forth into the wild world with your child, and never come here again. The poor woman tied her child on her back, and went away with eyes full of tears. And she came into a great wild forest, and then she fell on her knees and prayed to God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to her and led her to a great house, on which was a sign with the words, Here all dwell free. A snow maiden came out of the little house and said, Welcome, Lady Queen, and conducted her inside. Then she unbound the little boy from her back and held him to her breast that he might feed, and she laid him into a beautifully made little bed. Then said the poor woman, From whence do you know that I was a queen? The white maiden answered, I 
am an angel, and I am sent by God to watch over you and your child. The queen stayed seven years in the little house and was well cared for, and by God's grace, because of her piety, her hands, which had been cut off, grew once more. At last, the king came home again from his journey, and as his first wish was to see his wife and his child, he went to his aged mother and asked her where they were. And she said, You wicked man, why did you write me to say that you wanted me to take those two innocent lives? And she showed him the two letters which the evil one had forged, and then said, I did as you bade me, and she showed him the tokens of the tongue and the eyes. Then the king began to weep for his poor wife and his little son so much more bitterly than she was doing that the aged mother had compassion for him and said, Be at peace, she still lives. I secretly caused a hind to be killed and took those tokens from it. But I bound the child to your wife's back and bade her to go forth into the wide world and made her promise never to come back here again because you were so angry with her. Then spoke the king, I will go as far as the sky is blue and will neither eat nor drink until I have found my dear wife and my child. If in the meantime they have not been killed or died of hunger. Thereupon, the king traveled about for seven long years and sought her in every cleft of the rocks and in every cave. But he found her not and thought she had died of want. During the whole time he neither ate nor drank, but God supported him. At length he came into a great forest and found therein the little house whose sign was here all dwell free. Then forth came the little white maiden, took him by the hand, and led him in and said, Welcome, Lord King. He answered, Soon shall I have traveled about for the space of seven years, and I seek my wife and my child, but I cannot find them. The angel offered him meat and drink, but he did not take any, and only wished to rest for a little. And then he lay down to sleep, and laid a handkerchief over his face. Thereupon, the angel went into the chamber where the queen sat with her son, who was usually called sorrowful, and said to her to go with your child. Your husband has come. So she went to the place where he laid, and the handkerchief fell from his face. Then she said, Sorrowful, pick up your father's handkerchief and cover his face again. The child picked it up, and put it over his face again. The king, in his sleep, heard what passed, and had pleasure in letting the handkerchief fall once more. But the child grew impatient and said, Dear mother, how can I cover my father's face when I have no father in this world? I have learned to say the prayer, her father, which art in heaven. You have told me that my father was in heaven and was a good God. And how can I know a wild man like this? He is not my father. When the king heard that, he got up and asked who they were. And then she said, I am your wife, and that is your son Sorrowful. And he saw her living hands and said, 
my wife, had silver hands. And she answered, The good God has caused my natural hands to grow again. And the angel went into the inner room and brought the silver hands and showed them to him. Hereupon he knew for a certainty that it was his dear wife and his dear child. And he kissed them and was glad and said, A heavy stone has fallen off my heart. Then the angel of God ate with them once more, and after that they went home to the king's aged mother. There was great rejoicing everywhere, and the king and the queen were married again and lived contently to their happy end. I do hope that you like that story. Sweet dreams, my sweet one. Sleep well. 